Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The game is over, so it's time for Overtime. Sound from the locker room and reaction from you. It's Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Grandy coming at you right now. Oh, baby! Football is back, and that means overtime is back here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy, Alan Stiles, Sterling Bennett with you. Still a few minutes left in the Niners' Week 1 game, but they are about to cruise to victory. The score right now, 30-7. to The 49ers will go into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers in Week Number 1 and improve to 1-0 and to start the 2023 regular season. Guys, I am thrilled to be with you here on Overtime today and for the entire 2023 season hopefully into a deep postseason run but 30 to 7 is the score right now we'll see if there's a score or two before the game does end but guys welcome to overtime it's great to have you and a fantastic first week for the 49ers great to be with both of you and look this is what everybody Kyle Shanahan John Lynch this is what the Niners front office, the Niners roster, everybody on the team, they were just waiting for real football. Enough of the talking about who who they should have drafted this and how they could have handled that. When we get on the field, it will be crickets because we're going to do our job and we're going to take care of business, and that's what they did today. It was a statement win, or at least going to be a statement win. They knew coming in, put the Trey Lance talk behind them, and let's just play actual football like Allen said. Go out there, go out to Pittsburgh week one, and show the NFL that you deserve to be in the Super Bowl last year. And, well, they did that today. Yeah, That's exactly what they did. And look, man, we were, we're watching the other games, and you're seeing just ugly score, ugly score. This is the only statement win I've, I've seen for this first slate of games, right? If you look at the teams that have some high expectations, Pittsburgh is a team, they were the dark, the dark horse pick. They were the sexy pick. Hey, Kenny Pickett, we have, and we'll obviously get into two second year quarterbacks, one taken in the first round, one taken in the last round. And, you know, if you watch, you think it was reversed. And that's what Brock Purdy has done ever since he, took step as QB1. Yeah, so we're here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. We want to hear from you throughout the show. We'll be on here for a few hours, so get in when you can. You can hit us up on the Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570. That's also the number to call and let us know your thoughts. Again, right now it's the two-minute warning in Pittsburgh, but this game is over. 30-7, to the Steelers do have the ball and are driving a little bit. They could score. It's not going to impact the result of this one. The Niners will be 1-0 and as they head to uh, Los Angeles for week number two a week from now. But 30 
thirty to seven at the moment. And Alan, I, I think you said something that that's correct. At least in my mind, this 49ers offseason has been tumultuous. There's mm-hmm. been so much noise. First, it was Brock Purdy's injury, and is he going to be back and even able to play in this game? Then it was, what do you do with Trey Lance? Right. There's a solution to both of those. Obviously, Purdy heals. You trade Trey Lance away. And then there's the Nick Bosa holdout, which goes longer than all of us were thinking it was going to go. It gets to a point where maybe he's not even playing in this game. You get him signed on Wednesday. He plays. And it just felt like the 49ers coming out and dominating in the first half, especially in that first quarter. It just felt like they were finally able to put all of that noise yeah. from the the offseason and then the preseason and training camp, putting it all behind them. A little bit of a shaky second half at times. <laughs> sure. But the way that they just came out and dominated early, it just it felt like a statement as you guys both said. Hey, we've had a, a strange offseason, but we're still one of the best teams in the NFL, and they showed why early. Well, exactly, and I want to thank the Niners and this whole station and everybody, national media. We should all thank the Niners for all the content. But now that we can move <laughs> forward from that and actually just pay attention to the games, that's exactly what we've been looking to do, and that's what the Niners felt. Hey, let's let's close the chapter on Trey. It didn't work out. We'll move forward. Hey, let's close the chapter. It took a little bit longer to read that chapter of the book, but let's close the chapter on Nick Bosa. Let's make sure he is taken care of and now we can focus on why nationally the Niners are picked by almost every talking head to at least go to the Super Bowl and they're gonna they went out and they proved it today well I think it shows that inside the building they don't care what any pundit mm-hmm. has to say mm-hmm. they don't care what the conversation outside the building is the only thing they're focused on and thankfully this is it the way they want that sixth Lombardi trophy. They want to finally, you know, reach immortality. And it seems like, albeit it's week one, yeah. and it's thirty to seven right now. That come week one, it was business from the get go. They came out what scored twenty, seventeen points off the bat. The defense looked phenomenal early, but they didn't have a first down. Pittsburgh too late in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just looked atrocious, and San Francisco just dominant on all fronts and putting all the noise behind them and, and making a statement eventual win today. Well, and the bugaboo for this Niners team and, and Shanahan has been these slow starts, right? And we, we, how much time, we talked about the content, how much time did we talk about last year talking about the monsoon in Chicago? <laughs> so to go out this year and make sure, hey, we are going to not only win, but we're going to make sure that everybody feels this, right? Philly, they're, they're about to play right now. You're going to feel this. Everybody is going to feel what the Niners are cooking up. And Brock, he heard some chatter too. Okay. Hey, was it a flash in the pan? Was it a Jeremy Lin run? It's still early on in his career and in his tenure, Purdy but he's saying party sanity and it's still going now Purdy. because every time he touches, every time he touches the rock, something good happens, guys. And we were talking during the game and I said, you know, it feels like very similar to McCaffrey. You know those running backs that fall forward. Everything with everything with Purdy happens positively, right? He just doesn't take very many negative plays. It, when he's about to get sacked, he finds a way to throw the ball away. If it's supposed to be a, a, a loss or no gain, he finds McCaffrey. So all those things, and it's not just Purdy. We're going to talk about Purdy because he's the QB. Fred Warner had a great game. Drake Jackson is looking to take another step. Three sacks today all for Drake these Jackson. Guys, all these guys were on one accord with one goal in mind. Drake Jackson, three sacks. He needs some T.J. Watt money, am I right? T.J. Watt, three sacks. 
<laughs> wow. We're not, we, we ain't doing con- no more contracts. Yeah. By the way, I, I mean, final score, last 20 seconds ticking off right now, 30-7. to 7, The Niners got one more stop. Sam Darnold came in and He's took a knee twice. this year, boys. Took a knee twice to end the game. So No 30, more snap counts. No more snap counts. 30-7 to 7 is the final. The Niners go into Pittsburgh, and they absolutely dominate the Steelers. Let's go! Let's go! They also easily cover. So if you were on Steelers plus two and a half. Great teams cover. Bad pick, bad bet. Niners uh, get the win, thirty to seven is the final score. Um, but you guys are right; it was just dominant from the beginning. Uh, I mean, the Steelers' first drive, they go three and out. It ended with that Drake Jackson sack, his first of three, and then the Niners on offense just methodically go down the field, big chunks from McCaffrey on the ground, Debo Samuel. It ended with Brandon Ayuk, who had a phenomenal day, looked like the best player on the field at times for the Forty ers It was. A dream start for San Francisco. And it wasn't just the first drive defensively and offensively. They continued that for the vast majority of the first half. Pittsburgh got their only score in the game on the final final possession of that first half. But the Niners absolutely controlled the game early. It was... You, you're talking about Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. uh, Allen, with just making the simple play and always doing something positive. It's got to be easier when you have Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and all three of those guys had good games. Today. Exactly. And look, your big players are going to make big plays in big games. And and I'm sorry to you, the the pick Pittsburgh fans out there, the terrible towels. Are they called terrible towels because yeah. the, the Steelers are terrible? I mean, that's what it looked like in the Should first be half. this year. There were a lot of sad faces. I don't know if they had too many Permanthe brothers, too many fries and the <laughs> sandwiches, but they didn't look ready to play. I'm sure Tomlin will say all the right things, but they weren't ready. And this was a team, like I said, the preseason picket. Was the pick and all and all all that talk about? Oh he my did gosh! Not look good. No, Kenny Two Gloves didn't show up. He looked like he didn't know what was going on. We had questions about the nickel position. We had questions too. And very quickly, the Niners said, "Don't worry, we got you." And that first drive. How much have we talked about Shanahan? You gotta set the tone. You gotta go for it. First drive, they go for it on fourth down. Yeah. That set the tone, not just for the game, guys. Dare I say, for the season? Hey. This is a new day. We got our guy, this real deal talk. I'm really going to back it up. And Shanahan did that with his play calling. Well, it's not just the game itself. It's the offseason along with the game, going out and getting Javon Hargrave, former mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steeler, kind of having this all-in, buying, putting all your chips on the table mentality of we're going to buy the best defensive tackle on the market. We're going to re-sign the best defensive edge on the market in Nick Bosa and bring him back in. Uh, thankfully, he was here on um, week one. But... Their whole mindset has been, we're going to go all in this year. This is our window. We have to maximize it and capitalize on it right now. And yeah. week one, you went 30 to seven. And the way they played Kyle Shanahan's play calling, the weapons on this team, um, Niner fans, I know it's only week one, but my goodness, I'm sitting here saying, book that trip to Vegas. You really <laughs> we could be there. You really could. You really could. And I know it's early. And that's why when you, when you have the Super Bowl or bus talk, some people want to sit on the fence and, hey, anything can happen. What are we doing, man? There's, Look at this team. Yeah. If not now, then when? Look at this team. I, Look I, at it. I get Don't the, do it, Mark. I get the Super Bowl or bus ah. mentality. I know I do, and I understand that this team has crazy expectations, as they should. I want to enjoy each and every one of these Sundays, though. Oh, I don't. I don't will. want to look ahead. Well, we will. We will. I mean, this the whole off season was spent just nitpicking every. I mean, quarterback big, two, quarterback three, yeah, all of that. backup all right of that. tackle. Yeah. I get it. The, the Trey Lance pick, one of the biggest failures of this organization has ever had to go through. I understand it was a big story, gigantic story. It deserves the coverage that it got. But this just felt like all right. 
let's rinse our mouth out from that bad taste and let's just get yeah. back to business, right? Yeah, this was a Listerine game. We, can, we can call it that. And look, I, I think the big thing when you look at the Niners, and we didn't know, it didn't look like it ever actually rained, right? It almost rained, but it, but it didn't, just right? Just cloudy skies. Just cloudy skies. And you, you look at one of the most famous stadiums in all of football. Going in there, Tomlin, his teams historically always play a little bit better. Like we talked about, Pickett was the, the hot start, the preseason, all those things. So for the Niners to say, that's cool and all, but we got a guy. And we're going to do the comparisons because we have to. Because both of them, not only do their last name start with a P, one went in the first round and one went in the last round. One wears two gloves, one doesn't need gloves. And I'm taking the guy who doesn't wear gloves, and it's Purdy. And, and Sterling, we counted... You, I said, Sterling, how many elite throws did you see from Brock Purdy today? You said, you said three, three, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, I think two or three as well. Look, there are throws that happen within the system, right? And we've seen the throws that Purdy makes within the system. But that throw to Ayuk, that back shoulder, Ooh. that's not a system throw. Okay, when he eluded a, a couple rushers and got that ball out for another first down, that is not that is not system throws. So to be able to operate within the system, cool. That's what everybody knew what Brock Purdy could do. Now, on top of that, what can you do? And we saw a little bit of it last year, and if he continues to do it this season, I think that's what puts him over the top, man. What did Kyle Shanahan call him? The real deal for Brock Purdy coming in, a ton of pressure. Former number three overall pick in Trey Lance out of the building. This is now your team. This is now your offense. You have this immense pressure on you to go out there and prove yourself week one against a really stout and good Pittsburgh Steelers defense who Mike Tomlin never had a losing season in his yeah. entire career. Former champion himself. And so to come out there and put 30 points on the board, right. like my goodness, he looked like a top 10 quarterback, albeit in you know three of those quarters, the fourth quarter being a more run-heavy scheme for them to put the game away. But Brock Purdy looked like a guy you point to and say, yes, he is indeed the real deal. Yeah, and, and look, that is why when, when people say, oh, Brock Purdy's not getting enough credit, the way I see it is national media, for the amount of the amount of people that have the Niners at least going to the Super Bowl, I do think Brock is respected. But now it's a matter of, hey, he's respected, but can you? But is he that dude? I don't think everybody thinks that he's that dude. That's what he has to prove. Everybody would put him, hey, he's at least as good as Garoppolo. But hmm. now we're starting to see certain plays that will elevate him above that talk. Yeah, it was 30 points in the game, but 20 in the first half. <laughs> they scored on every one of their possessions. A couple yeah. of them were field goals. They scored two touchdowns and two field goals in the first half. By the way, shout out Jake Moody. Who looked? Who was perfect? Yeah, hey, point. he's <laughs> a gamer. Preseason, I don't, I don't really, I don't he really mind. He doesn't get up for preseason. Exactly. Yeah. He's, like, he's like Draymond. I need the real games. I need the real. <laughs> yeah, games. Yeah, wake me up when we get to <laughs> April. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you thought from the game. Brock Purdy. Did he back up Kyle Shanahan's offseason comments? Did he look like the real deal? What about the defense? The defense was phenomenal. Nick Bosa didn't have a, a Nick Bosa moment in this game. But the defense still was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Takeaways from this game. They're giving you confidence that this is a team that can indeed win the NFC and potentially win a Super Bowl. 888-957-9570. That's the number to dial. Also, the Xfinity mobile text line. We're also keeping an eye on the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash 957thegame. Shout out uh, Enrique, Patrick, Mike, Lori. I see a bunch of you guys on the YouTube chat. We love you. Lori and As always. Great, great caller, Lori and Phoenix, and a great YouTube chatter as well. Uh, let's let's focus on the beginning, and I, I think I want to focus in on Brandon Ayuk for a moment mm-hmm. because you, us three, uh, along with all the other guys in the studio watching the game, number of times all of us in unison all said, "Oh my God, Brandon Ayuk is so open." Yes. How many how many times does he have a five yard cushion against the nearest defender? Obviously, 
Purdy is still making the accurate throw and putting it on him. But my goodness, yeah. Brandon Ayuk is always open 24-7. Right. I feel like the Steelers got to be on him a little bit easier. He's just an elite route runner, but he, he had a fantastic game today. Technician, we know he's been a technician as a route runner. And Ayuk, that's another, that's another way to compare him to Brock, right? Because Brock, you think, okay... Brock doesn't necessarily need to throw guys open because of the system, right? So th- that that's what people would say. Yeah. So when you look at Ayuk as well, it's wow. Well, Shanahan is is scheming this so well that Ayuk is just wide open. But then when you watch the replays, I mean, he's that wide open because he's cooking dudes. Uh, th- those that's not necessarily the scheme. He is cooking dudes. That first touchdown, he caught a body. He caught a body in the end zone. Shook that dude out of his shoes. Oh, he's, so, he's cooking Patrick Peterson. So, who all called those tackles Patrick, on the offense. Peterson. Podcast Peterson. <laughs> eating some Primanti brothers, man. Keep Podcast your mouth Pat. shut. Keep dude, your mouth shut, Podcast dude P. Dude said, I'm going to get a pick, and there's so many tells in the offense, and the offense puts up 30 points. He gets beat for two touchdowns. Yes. Even if there is tells, and this is one thing I want to get into a little bit, is that this offense is so good. Right. Even if they give a play away, they're still going to put up 30 points against you. And right. This is a good defense in Pittsburgh that has a bunch of veteran players, Megan Fitzpatrick. What did he do today? Nothing. Like, T.J. Watt was the best player probably on the field for Pittsburgh. Couple oh, sacks. Close. Well, yeah. yeah, but a couple sacks. But okay, fine. You still put up thirty points put up against yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And yeah, I, I don't, I don't really understand how people had. I, I know there are going to be questions about the defense, yeah. right? And 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 obviously, no defense is perfect. We'll get into the nickel situation. Steve Wilkes is there, exactly. But I mean, you still got guys and Hafunga. I mean, that dude. He only has one gear. The pitch okay? almost interception. Oh my, gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. That would have been incredible. Yeah, I mean. The, the highlight plays on both sides of the field for the 49ers. Ayuk stole the show offensively. Eight catches, 129 yards. Had both of Purdy's uh, passing touchdowns. Purdy ends up going 19 for 29 for 220 on those two scores. Did not throw an interception. But you I mean look at some of the other numbers. Obviously, McCaffrey was phenomenal on the ground. Had that 65-yard touchdown run to open the second half. 22 carries, 152 yards. But elsewhere offensively, I mean, Debo Samuel had flashes. 5 for 55. George Kittle, who was questionable coming into this game only three for 19 so you look at the Niners passing options really only one went off and this was still a game where they had 20 at halftime if they really needed they probably could have put up 40 if they wanted to Mm -hmm. I mean they they could have scored a couple more times in the second half they were running the ball midway through the third quarter weren't interested in scoring anymore so I think we're at a point with this offense and I I don't want to overreact because it is only week one but you had one of your pass catchers go off and you still got two elite guys in Debo Samuel and George Kittle. McCaffrey wasn't involved in the passing game all that much either. This is by no means like the ceiling of what this Niners offense can do. There is still room for this team to grow. Yeah, but I also would say that I, I that's why I stay away from the Niners in fantasy because that's how Kyle Shanahan kind of gets down. You never know who's going to go yeah, off on a given day. It's not day. normally multiple, maybe two guys. Which but is a good problem to have. Exactly. It's gonna, there's going to be, this was an Ayuk game, okay? Then there's going to be a Kittle game. We know the connection Purdy has with Kittle. Then at some point, there's going to be a Debo game. So there's going to be a, a guy that kind of just balances it out. But I don't know how often two guys will go off. This is just what we've seen with this offense. Well, it's pretty easy for Christian McCaffrey to go off at a certain point in this game. He had more rushing yards than Kenny Pickett had passing yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Christian McCaffrey, by by all intents and purposes, was better than every single player on the Pittsburgh Steelers today, minus T.J. Watt. And he was your second-best offensive player. Yeah, It's insane how well-rounded this team is, but also, 
for a defense like Pittsburgh, who's really good, to come in and say, you know, all these tells and whatever, but you, you, no one can stop this offense. No. Even Philadelphia, for how great they are. They were going to have a hard time stopping him last year. And second year, Brock Purdy, he can get better. Looked really good today. Christian McCaffrey, year two in this system. Brandon Ayuk wants to get paid, wants to make a statement, and made that statement today. And Debo Samuel doing his things. A couple comebackers on catches that he shouldn't have made, or kind of a bad throw by Purdy, kind of saved some plays. And so for the Niners, um, this may be the most loaded team in the NFL. And to come out and, again, put 30 points up and sit back and say, yeah, someone else go out and do that. Right. They're the best team right now in week one, mind you, but... Really, really impressive what they did today. I think it's important to contextualize what happened on the field today, and not just on the field, but who Pittsburgh is. This is the quality football team, yeah. Yeah. especially defensively. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where I'd put them. They're probably a top ten defense in the league. And we saw late in the game that you know TJ Watt starts eating up Colton McKivitz, Alex Highsmith, a great defensive end player yeah. for them, and Kim Haber gets hurt, which sucks. But this team is like top ten defense in football. Well, then, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was just gonna say that's what good teams do, right? Good teams or great teams, I should say. Great teams make good teams look bad and makes you question. Wait, are, are the Steelers overhyped? I don't think the Steelers are overhyped. I think the well, Niners are properly hyped, right? I think the Niners are just really, really good and good offenses. You know, guys, it reminds me. I'm gonna go here. Does, I'm gonna go here. It, I'm just saying. I'm not comparing him, but I'm just saying. Those Tom Brady offenses, right? Wow. They always look like there was an extra guy on the field. Mm-hmm. Hey, what, what, where did Julian Edelman come from, right? West, all those guys. That's what it looks like in this offense. It looks like the defense. It looked like it in the preseason, but it's the preseason. But it looked like it last year. It looks like there's always an open guy, and that's because of, one, the way Kyle Shanahan schemes it, and just... Brock Purdy, the way he always decides, very decisive, and he goes quick. There just always seems to be an open dude. I'm looking, are there too many guys on the field? That's what it looks like. It, I mean, Ayuk open all the time. You find uh, Debo Samuel on a little crosser over the middle, and he's got five yards of space. He makes one man miss, suddenly it's a 20-yard gain. Uh, you had on the, the fourth down conversion on the first drive that you talked about, just a simple little crossing pattern. Kittle comes across in motion, runs in front of Purdy on the line of scrimmage. Dumps it off to him in the flat. He breaks one tackle, makes a man miss, has like a seven-yard gain on fourth and one to move the chains. The Niners are able to get chunks of yards in ways that, I don't know if easy is the right word, but it looks easy, and it's easier than other teams are able to get those chunks of yardage. I mean, they can stay in front of the sticks, get five, six, seven yards of play without really exerting that much, is what it seems like. Yeah, and so many people can talk about, oh, well, there's there's no hero ball or or, or whatever it is, but isn't that good? I mean, the Niners, this travels. This type of Mm -hmm. gameplay travels. The the guys that we've seen, whether it's Josh Allen or whoever, there will be games where they're on, there will be games where they're off. Look at the Bengals today. Exactly. Exactly. bench because he was playing so bad and they were losing that game late. And it's not just about the weapons because we know the Bengals have ridiculous weapons. Chase Higgins. How are they used, right? The Niners have the weapons and a system that travels because you're always going to be able to run the football with that offensive line and you're, and the way Kyle Shanahan schemes it and the way Brock Purdy always hits. What was that play at the end of, I think it was at the end of the half when the, the Steelers did end up scoring, but Pickett Threw, threw it behind the guy, yeah. right? And and they end up dropping the ball. They did end up scoring. But that's a throw where, okay, if we talk about Purdy and the system, right, the system throws, you have to be elite at that. And Pickett is missing throws behind guys where that was a scheme throw, that wasn't a hero ball throw, and you couldn't make it. Well, I think it's more credit to Purdy that he looks better than a first-round talent. He looks like a player that has been in the league for five, ten yeah, years. never he, worried. He's not overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. He's... 
evading you know safety blitzes oh. on on his blind side. That was the best from, play of the game from all pro safeties in Minka Fitzpatrick. He's he's doing things that you point to and say that guy's played in the league a decade. Mm-hmm. When in fact this is what his eighth ninth start in the league. Yeah. Like what he's been able to do in this short period of time. Like there's nothing else like this other than back to Allen's point. A Tom Brady led offense. Yeah, that, that play you're talking about, I think it was late first half. Mm-hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick comes from the left side on a corner blitz, unblocked. No one's there even <laughs> to chip him. Purdy, with his back to him, is coming from his blind side, can feel it, see it out of the corner of his eye. He spins around, back to the left, evades Minka Fitzpatrick, leaves him in the dust, makes a throw across his body to Debo Samuel. It wasn't a perfect throw. Who is Debo left? Samuel. Moving to his left, which is he's really good at doing somehow. It's rare for right-handed quarterbacks to be that good moving to their left. He makes a throw to Debo Samuel, who makes a nice leaping, reaching, stretching grab to move the chains on third down. That's a play you don't see a second-year guy with as few starts as Brock Purdy make. To have the ability and the wherewithal to feel that free blitzer coming from your blind side, no one is even there to chip him. He's getting a free rush right at you, and you have your back turned to him, and you don't even get touched. Not even a fingertip? In my mind, that was the best play Brock Purdy made all day long, and it wasn't particularly close. Oh, yeah. And, and I think the thing is, when he we're to the point now where you almost forget where what year Brock is. Because yeah. there was that play where it was T.J. Watt when he got past McKivitz, and Brock just got blasted. Yeah. And we're, we were all looking at each other like, wow, it's not very often where Brock doesn't feel it. Now, he didn't have time to feel it right there, but... Th- the, the expectations are going to continue to skyrocket as and kind of as they should because when you set the standard a certain way, so now guys, what are we at? Is this nine games if we don't count Philly because he didn't he didn't finish the game. So, eighth, so eight, eight ga- start. So eight start seeing and we're still on the same run that we've seen. We have yet to see this offense. He hasn't turned into the pumpkin yet. Not yet. Yeah. So we're, He's we're undefeated still. 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 So we're, we're on game eight now, right? Jeremy Lin's run didn't last this long. <laughs> So unless so, and then obviously later in the show we'll look forward a bit. I know we're up against it. So that I just think those are the big things. Shanahan setting the tone, quieting the haters. We're going to go for it on fourth down. I trust my guy. The defense, Wilkes. Hey, we're still here. Don't worry yeah. about us against a team that now the conversation moving forward will be: Are the Steelers overhyped? No, I don't think the Steelers are overhyped. I think the the Niners are just the real deal. Yeah, I got a question for you guys. We can get to it on the other side. Also for all you guys listening in, give us a call eight 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 nine five seven. 9570 line up. Who was more impressive today? The Niners offense putting up 30 points on the road against a good defense or the Niners defense holding Pittsburgh on the road to just seven points? What was more impressive to you? What they did on offense or what they did on defense? They forced a couple of turnovers, by the way, as well, and had a handful of sacks of Kenny Pickett. Great day for the 49ers on both sides of the football. All right, time for a break here on overtime, but we're just getting started. Line them up. Let us know on the Xfinity mobile text line, 888-957-9570. We're also keeping an eye on the YouTube chat. We appreciate all you guys tuning in. Week number one is over for the 49ers, 30-7. to The score, Niners out on top over the Pittsburgh Steelers. More overtime coming up after this break. You're listening on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Second and 12, back to the air. Purdy looking end zone. Brendan Ayuk, he's got his second touchdown. Contested catch against Patrick Peterson. John Lynch loves it. Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Holy cow, what a start. Now, back to overtime with Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Overtime continues here on 95.7 The Game after the 49ers knock off the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-7 to in week number one. The Niners go into Pittsburgh. That highlight you just heard was Brandon Ayuk's second touchdown of the game. That made it 17 nothing early in the second quarter. Uh, Joe Davis, courtesy of Fox, there on the call. It would be 20 to nothing at one point for the 49ers. Pittsburgh did answer late in the first half, but the Niners pitch a shutout in the second half, score 10 more points of their own, and they knock off the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-7 to in uh, the most lopsided Week 1 game so far. The most, uh, I don't know, impressive effort, I think you can say. Uh, the 49ers putting up 30 on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mark Randy, Alan Stiles, Sterling Bennett with you here on Overtime as we continue to roll after Week Number 1. Uh, guys, the question I asked going into the break, what was more impressive in your mind? The Niners on offense putting up 30 against a really good defense or the Niners' defense holding Pittsburgh to just seven points. They got questions at quarterback, but they've got some quality weapons as well. And the fact that we can ask this question and have a healthy debate about it, I think, is impressive. That's how good both sides of the ball uh, were. But thirty to seven, dominant on both sides for San Francisco. Can I pick both? Because they were just so no, good. No, you got to pick both. <laughs> so no, you can't do that. Honestly, I think I would say San Francisco's defense. They are always being tasked with starting the game off making a statement. Go out there and shut the opposing offense down on the road in Pittsburgh and really come out there and dominate the game at the line of scrimmage, and they did that today. Fifteen plays, five drives for the Pittsburgh Steelers, one yard of offense to start this game <laughs> Ridiculous. Off. That gave San Francisco all the cushion they needed to. And look, it really also allowed the offense to get in the rhythm, kind of calm themselves down, not feel any pressure to score early in this game. And that kind of gave them the cushion they needed to end this game. They scored 20 points in the first half, only yeah. scored 10 in the second half, didn't need to score much more in the second half. But the defense today, two takeaways, a pick early from Mooney Ward, who fungus pick later, a couple sacks by Drake Jackson. This defense today came to play, and I can argue that all the question marks of, you know, how is Steve Wilkes going to come in after the Mecca Ryans leaves for Houston? Uh, there was no drop-off in Week 1. No, not, not at least in Week 1. And again, a team in the Steelers, the sexy pick, 
hey, don't sleep on the Steelers. Well, no, I, I'm catching some Z's right now. <laughs> I'm definitely catching some Z's because, you know, we know they have guys. Pickens making highlight reel. He's all over Bleacher Report. He almost had one crazy He did. Almost, he, don't, he almost had one. So this was the team. They loaded up weapons. Hey, another a, a two-year guy looking to take that, take that step. And at the beginning of the season, right, there's two sides of the coin. You can be on the side of, hey, we're going to overreact and let's pack our bags to Vegas, or it's a long season. At the end of the game last year what, and these last couple years with these slow starts, as Niner fans are saying, it's a long season. But this year you want to pack your bags, and that's the difference when you start the, the season off like they did last year compared to this season. And the Niners right now, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I'd have to go with the offense because honestly, you had, you, you knew what you were going to get. Wilkes, I get it, but they look, they've, they lost Sala. They lost Ryan's. They've, they've lost guys before. And then, and the defense hasn't dropped off, right? As much as people want to make it's gotten better, it's gotten better, right? So people want to, Oh, how's it going to work out? As long as you got certain guys, <laughs> it's, we talk so much about the offense and Hey, they got weapons on offense. They got weapons on defense. So as long as you got those dudes, you're not going to have some type of drop off where you fall off a cliff. It was that offense where, you know, and I was, and thank you, Lori. I see you on the YouTube chat. And I've talked about how, hey, somebody, there's only one football. So is it going to be Ayuk? I know Debo's coming. Everybody's going to have a game. So for Ayuk to come out and say, look, man, I, I know my role and I'm going to perform it at an elite level. From rip off rip from Jump Street, <laughs> oh God, I think that was, so was I think that was more impressive because I never thought that the defense was going to fall off. It was more hmm. about okay, I know the offense it, great in the preseason, but that's preseason. What can we do with that? We know what, what they did last season. All the chatter and the offense just came out and said, "Look, and Steelers, okay, we, in, in Pittsburgh, it's going to be gritty, it's going to be cold, all those things." And the Niners said, "We're rolling, man, and this offense is going to travel anywhere it needs to go." Totally understand what you're saying. I got to disagree, though. I think it's the defense for me. The stat Come you on, laid right, Mark. The stat you laid out. He gets me, Alan. This is the first show already. Three man weave. <laughs> already taking sides. That's all right. Pittsburgh's <laughs> Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's first five drives: fifteen plays, one interception, four punts, one net yard. In, absolutely, yeah, terrible, terrible towel for sure for the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. It was incredibly bad. The Niners forced Kenny Pickett to throw two interceptions. He was thirty-one for forty-six. A lot of that is just garbage, garbage time stuff in the second half. That's why they threw the ball forty-six times. They only ran the ball for forty-one yards on the ground. Only had ten rushing attempts because the Niners were up twenty before you could even blink in that game. The defense was incredible, and I think you could clearly see. Nick Bosa a little bit winded yes. at times. Didn't even have an impact on the game he that didn't. much. And Drake and Jackson still, still got, got three sacks. They team had five sacks. Like, Avon Hargrave had a sack in his debut. His defense is so good. It's very good. It's, it's very not a good. knock on the offense at all. It's just you have two of the you have one of the most elite defensive groups in the NFL, and you have one of the most elite offensive groups well, in the no NFL. Well, there's no wrong answer, right? There's yeah. no wrong answer. That's why they're they're top three roster in my mind. Right, yeah, and I don't yeah. even know who the other two are. I just know that they're top three. I they're, think they they're are probably number, number one. one. Yeah. They're probably, probably number the best one. one yeah. When 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 you watch a team like the Steelers and what they did in the preseason preseason picket, that's his new nickname. And you got preseason, you, you got podcast and Peterson, podcast Peterson <laughs> and you look at what they did in the preseason, and then you go into this game and you're thinking, what was 
what was the Steelers' plan, right? And it doesn't matter because their plan, whatever their game plan was, it got wrecked. It got wrecked by multiple guys on that Niners offense. And Fred Warner, I can't say it enough, man, when we were waiting for Bosa oh to get my. back on the field and he got the sack and he did the shrug. I mean, that guy is a beast, and we all know that. But then you see it in live time against another good defense. Just like I always say, shout out the book of Meek Mill, there's levels to this. And, and the <laughs> Niners are on a different level than the Steelers. Well, the you brought three. up levels earlier when it comes to – the San Francisco 49ers made a good team in Pittsburgh play like a bad team. Yeah. That's what elite teams do. Mm-hmm. Where San Francisco today showed there was a wide margin from elite to borderline playoff team where right. going to the NFC playoff picture this year and you have Philadelphia, you have San Francisco and a bunch of average barely division winners and a bunch of guys who have you know, win 9 10 games this year where San Francisco or you know, me, me and Mark's had 11 games this year is probably the mark for wins and losses. This team looks like they can run the gauntlet right now. They're healthy for the first time in a long time, obviously week one, but this team looks like a Final Four team. Well, and and the whole Kittle security blanket thing, did Kittle have a catch? Yeah, three. Okay, yeah, but, I, I didn't but even remember this that. This was a game, you look at Pittsburgh's linebackers, they're not very good, Cole Holcomb, Elanda Roberts, Keanu Neal, those guys stink. Right, right. This was a game Kittle was supposed to have a big game, he didn't do much. He didn't need to. And, and he, they still scored 30 well, points. He had, he had, he had the big conversion. fourth one, yeah he, yeah, he had the big fourth down conversion, but besides that, it's pick your poison, and that is, you know I love my, or I, I hate to love my overused sports terms. Pick it, but, your poison. Pick, well, that, he was the poison today, <laughs> but that, that's truly what it is with this offense. You can't double everybody, mm. and when you got got Debo who's looking for contact. I'm going to ruin your day. When you have Ayuk just cooking fools because he's the technician and you have Kittle, by the way. Oh, and let's not forget you got Christian McCaffrey. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Well, yeah, no, I 100%. And I think when I was digging into the prep for this game, getting ready for it, the more I thought about it, the more I... I came to the conclusion, I think the Niners are just a terrible matchup for the Steelers, specifically the Niners' offense mm-hmm. against the Steelers' defense. Pittsburgh's strength is their pass rush with T.J. Watt. I mean, a couple of years ago, broke the single-season sack record. He was the highest-paid pass rusher until Nick Bosa signed on Wednesday. Right. Highest-paid in NFL history. They have fantastic defensive backs as well. Minka Fitzpatrick is really good. Patrick Peterson is certainly past his prime, but still a quality player. And no picks. Don't, don't tell him that. <laughs> he he got cooked a couple of times today. He did have, a couple, patty over there. <laughs> did have a couple of nice plays. But the more I thought about it, the, the Pittsburgh weakness, as you're talking about, it's the middle of their defense, their linebackers, and where Niners just put teams in headlocks is when they have Ayuk and Debo and Kittle and McCaffrey running over the middle of the field on shallow crossers. Those linebackers cannot stay with those receivers for the 49ers, and that was where they got a lot of their yards. I mean, how many times, you called it out like five different times, Mm -hmm. Ayuk running just a simple slant. the same slant. I I, I honestly thought somebody, I'm going to, I don't know what it's called now, that used to be Tebow. I thought somebody had sat on the remote (laughs) And Tebow the same play, the same play over and over again. And one one more thing for Patrick Peterson, and and I'm going to tell you right now: do your job and shut your mouth. Wow! Do your job and shut your mouth. On rock, know your role and shut your mouth. That's exactly right. In case those of you didn't hear it, late last week, leading up to week number one, he went on a podcast. I don't have it off the top of my head immediately. I will track the name down for you. And he essentially said Brock Purdy has a tell, as in he lets you know where he's going to throw the ball before he throws the ball and he called this shot he said he was going to have an interception 
uh, Pat, you did not have an interception. In fact, you got beat for two touchdowns. Well, you know, here's the thing, though. There were a couple throws. The All Things Covered podcast. Gotcha. Yes, yes. And there were a couple throws that we watched where Purdy did look down his receiver, and those are the situations where I would say, okay, that's IU cooking, or that's a scheme situation. But besides those throws, right, which are obviously open, so it doesn't really make a difference, I didn't really see the whole, okay, he rolls to his left more. Cool. We have yet to see somebody make it hurt, right? Yeah. I mean, th- how many throws compared to Pickett where you just miss? I think that's the biggest thing, missing guys. How many times, and because schemes work very often, right? Whether it's the turkey bowl, whether you're playing in the real thing. Schemes work, but you have to hit your man, and, and it's not just a catchable ball. There were a couple that you said, Sterling, Debo was Debo. He he's mm-hmm. reaches back, does a mini 360, right, a 180, and keeps going. That's Sure, there's that, but it's also just keeping stride. Those are the things that Purdy does well, and that's why Kyle Shanahan was licking his chops just to be done with the drama, get out here, and I'm going to uh, unleash the real deal on you. And then you have a Brandon Ayuk who, oh, look, guys, th- let's not forget – that draft was heavily loaded with wide receivers. Justin Jefferson and those C-U-M. guys, and so, those guys are in. They are highlighted more often in those offenses. So I think we got a team of chips. Just call them the San Francisco Frito Lays because you got Brock Purdy <laughs> with the chip. Okay, you got Brandon Ayuk with the chip. You got all these guys that want to prove what they can do, and they show it night in and night out. And they started with Week One. Is this the most impressive Week One in the Kyle Shanahan era? Mm. Oh, I gotta think back. This is in past week so, one, so not last year. Not last year. They they lose no. against the Bears. Two years ago, they win, but almost fall apart game. against the Lions. Right. And before that, they just weren't that good. Twenty nineteen, Nick Bosa's rookie year, the year they went to the Super Bowl, they dominated the Bucks on the yes, road. Yes. I remember that. That one stands. Maybe out. that game, that being kind of the first like we're here finally game, yeah. but this one feels like a we're not just here. Yeah. We're here to run the entire thing back. We, we are going to be one of the best teams in football, and we're loaded at every single front. And, and let's get Kyle Shanahan his flowers. Mm-hmm. He came in, and I think we saw today the difference of an elite offensive mind and a bad offensive mind. Matt Canada in Pittsburgh, my goodness. Your quarterback was missing plays, but Najee Harris into the teeth of the defense. Every single Armstead time. Armstead and Hargrave, they had no space to run. Fred there was Warner no, lit him up a couple of there times. There was no windows to throw. Like Matt Canada came in saying, you know, I'm going to scheme these guys open, and no one was open. No, you're not. Shanahan looked like his mind. We know he's one of the top guys, but there was not only people open constantly, but he also has the weapons in Ayuk and Debo and Kittle and Christian McCaffrey to, if his scheme breaks down, which is rare, they can still make big plays. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't see a lot of McCaffrey catching the football. He was a a pure running back today. And look, they're the the thing about Shanahan is the way he plays these games, literally and figuratively. Now he can go into the next week, and people can sit there and say, "Okay, this is what they did." He can scheme up a completely different game plan, completely different. Yeah, what's what's the Rams too? The the crazy thing is (laughs) the Niners put up thirty. If they really wanted, if they were in a dogfight, they could have probably pushed forty. What did they do special? This was just a, like, it felt like, a, I mean, there's one special play that being the back shoulder from yeah. Purdy to Ayuk. And, and McCaffrey broke a 65 yard right. touchdown yep. run, but like, that's not out of the ordinary necessarily. He's not going to have that every week, but, but that's the, something that he can do. But is the special now becoming the common thing it's, in San Francisco? That's the point. And it doesn't have to be like, I felt like in the past, I always think back to the, the play 
that got Kittle a touchdown in the Thursday night game in Seattle last year, mm-hmm. yeah. which clinched the division, where I think it was like a double pump fake for Purdy. Faked once a left, fake once right, and then George Kittle wide open down the middle. I feel like there are times where you see a play like that and you go, oh my God, the mind of Kyle Shanahan <laughs> is incredible. The way that he schemes it up and times it all perfectly, you fake at this point, you're going to get that safety to bite. It opens up down the middle. You fake again, the other one leans left, and then you have a wide open down the middle. It didn't feel like we had a ton of moments like that. It just felt like these were the Niners guys going out and beating the Steelers guys. It's not a knock on Kyle Shanahan. If you have that talent that can get open and make plays for you without having to dive deep into your playbook, I mean, why would you? This felt like not vanilla, but it, it didn't feel like the Niners were pulling out anything special for this game, and they still put up 30 points. Yeah, I would say Brock Purdy's elusiveness was special, but the, yeah. the back, the back shoulder throw, but also a couple different plays where he was dead to rights and, and still got it done. That, that was the special piece of this. But e- either way you look at it, Shanahan's involved because whether you drafted these guys or you accumulated the, the correct draft capital, be able to go out and get a, a Christian McCaffrey. So e- either way you spin it, it's not a matter of, Oh, well, can you blame Kyle Shanahan? Look at this team. He, he built this, right? He built this, and now he's just cashing in on what he's built. So I, I think that kudos goes to him. I, I think the thing is, guys, as we, we continue to talk this game, it's going to be hard to not look ahead because you start to think, all right, we knew that this was possible, right? Mm-hmm. Now it becomes this – is, this is becoming the standard. And that goes to your question, yeah. Serling, of does a special not look special? It hasn't the, – the piece of it is – we don't we don't need it to be special, right? Because because you have these playmakers, the way that you scheme it, it looks special without looking special. You just look, and I would say this: the term I would use if I was a team, if I don't like the Niners and I'm watching the Niners play, that offense is just annoying. It's very annoying because you it's think it's like Mahomes. It's, an, it's, it's it annoying. Is. That's well, what I'm saying. It's, it's like Tom playing Brady. whack-a-mole. You cover one right. hole up and then another one pops up. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, same <laughs> thing, right? You, you think, okay, we got him here, we got him there, and all of a sudden somebody just pops back up. So whack-a-mole. But it's there almost like at this point where Shanahan's offense is already insane. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like he's his own weapon again, where in previous years he was kind of the driving force behind the offense, and he's still, again, he is the offensive coordinator and head coach, but it feels like because he has the weaponry now, that his play calling is another weapon on top of it, where it was kind of the, the driving factor in previous years. Now he has Kittle and Nayuk and, and Debo, where it's like, those guys can get their own any single Sunday. But now you add in Kyle Shanahan's offense, and the guys are open 15 yards with no one around them. Like, I cannot see a defense saying, yeah, we can stop them. I, I can't either. Like they're just too good. They're too explosive. They're and they're so deep. It's not just like the Vikings have Jefferson, the Bengals have Burrow, and they have Chase. The Niners have two amazing receivers, one of the best tight ends, the best running back in football. And if Brock Purdy can ascend, which he had a really good game today and had a couple nice plays, what if he gets better? Like Kyle Shanahan's cooking. I can't see this team finishing a game, and I know it's early, but hey. We're, it's not overreaction Monday because we're on overtime right now with the guys. <laughs> it's overreaction Sunday. I can't see th- this team finishing a game under 25 points. I can't see it. That would be I impressive. Can't see it. Well, I mean, you didn't even mention George Kittle there when you're going through all the weapons. And the other thing that makes this defense or this offense, it's, it's not even just about the individual players. Like, oh, McCaffrey's one of the best, if not the best, running mm-hmm. back. Kittle is up there for tight ends. Ayuk, purely as a route runner and pass catcher, is incredible. Debo Samuel does two things fantastic. This offense, 
when you combine it all together, is so incredibly versatile, and they can beat you in so many ways. McCaffrey is almost as good of a receiver as he is a running back. You could say the same thing, but swapped about Debo Samuel. He's a fantastic mm-hmm. runner, but also a really good uh, wide receiver. George Kittle obviously can beat you in a ton of ways, and he's also maybe your sixth offensive lineman. That's how good of a blocker he is. This team... I think it it unlocks the genius that is Kyle Shanahan because he has so many toys and plays and things that he can play with and kind of put together. Oh, this piece goes here. Okay, that one's going to go there. Oh, wait, no, that didn't work. Okay, I'm going to move this guy over to here, and he's going to come across in motion. There's just so many different things that Kyle Shanahan can do with all of these versatile weapons. So I think it, it kind of works twofold. One, you just have the talent, and obviously you're you need the talent if you're going to be good in this league. But the talent that they have, the versatility that they have, allows Kyle Shanahan to be more creative with what he can develop and, and write down and, and create. So I think it's really the perfect mesh of talent, uh, and it fits specifically into what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. Yeah, all the question marks from this offseason they checked off all the boxes, right? The the court. There, I don't think there was a quarterback controversy. We all knew Brock was QB one. Yep. I think it was just what are you doing with Trey Lance? Check that box. Have fun in Dallas. Then you have Nick Bosa. Check that. Check that box. He's out there. And lastly, Moody. Okay, there was that was a big question. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be cold in Pittsburgh, and what's he gonna do? He's been wobbly during the preseason. Well, we and he wasn't even out. sure he was gonna play either. We're not sure he was gonna play. Matthew Wright. Are you calling back Robbie Gold? Like what are you doing check that box so it's early it's a long season but all the boxes and all the question marks that people had about the Niners they found a way in one game to answer those questions which is one of the probably the most impressive part of the victory I think we have a nickname for Jake Moody already Uh oh Enrique in the chat says Legatron (laughs) (laughs) what was his longest like 41 today yeah 58 in warm-ups I'll give him that I'm not calling him the leg until yet. he makes it nice 50 in a game. But, but still, it's, like, it's that's a weapon runnings. now for Shanahan to yeah. be more aggressive. Like there's <laughs> ball on your the op, the opponent's 45 yard line. It's it's fourth uh, third and eight. Mm-hmm. Now it's third and five. Kick a field goal. Yeah, like it's stuff like that where you know before the the half's over, you can be more aggressive with your offense and you get a guy that can get you a 60 yard field goal. We haven't seen him get in actual game time, but. It does change your offense and to be more aggressive. Well, and they were going to do that at the end of the first half, and then a penalty pushed them back and pushed them out of range. Jake Brendel! That's yeah. maybe one of the the only negatives is some of the penalties on the offensive line, which we can talk about. But they were planning to do that. They were perfectly comfortable trotting out Jake Moody for a 50-yard field goal to end the first half. The penalty pushed them back, and they decided to punt instead. Um, but it does seem like, despite the preseason struggles, they are still pretty comfortable with Jake Moody's leg. Well, yeah, and... and- they have to be, right? Well, they, they, they don't have, really have a choice at <laughs> right. this point. Yeah. They have to be, and I think that, I know I wasn't the only one. We were sitting here in the green room watching, and we all held our breaths once they scored the touchdown. All right, this is going to determine a lot, <laughs> this extra point. Are, are you going to get it done or not? Everything De- right. Everything right. Hey, man, it's a mental game. And he went dead red, and I think we all just, bang, bang, Niner game, just took a collective breath when that went down the middle. Yeah, he had 32-yard field goal, 40-yard field goal, 41-yard field goal, and 3-for-3 three three on extra points as well. Sounds like Legatron to me. <laughs> Sounds like a good third-round pick. Well, Jerry's okay. still out. <laughs> One game, but Legatron is better than... <laughs> okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I think that um, the other thing that made this Niners team so successful last year was their propensity to force turnovers, and you saw it multiple times today. Uh, they forced two interceptions 
uh, of Kenny Pickett. One in the first half that led to a field goal. They had one as well in the second half. You mentioned earlier, it almost was an incredible highlight reel pitch Hufunga. by Talanoa Hufunga. Yeah. It was just barely a forward forward pitch, so it was a flag and got called back. The interception still stood. But the 49ers defense, it's one thing if you're forcing three and outs, if you're getting sacks, if you're you know not allowing teams to drive down and, and score points. The defense reaches a different level when you're forcing turnovers. The Niners were best in the league at that last year, and they got off to a good start again this year. Those sorts of things, the turnover margin, I always kind of feel like it swings. Like the Niners two years ago when they made the NFC Championship game kind of miraculously, they were bad in terms of turnover margin. And then it just swung back in their favor last year, best in the league. Not expecting it's going to be best in the league again this year. But if this is a defense that can consistently force turnovers once again, you're just adding a whole nother level to already an incredibly stacked team. Yeah, and look, those are the things that travel. You have to be able to turn the ball over. And I think Lowe was saying you got to win those third, you got to stay on on third down on offense, you got to get off on defense. And those are some of the things that they did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think when you look at the defense, you point to, you know, Hufunga and you point to Mooney Ward's interceptions, but also. What that does is it allows your offense to get back on the field and stay aggressive. And with a team like Pittsburgh, again, you're on the road, uh, an atmosphere, which is usually, you know, pretty crazy. It's not Philadelphia, but it, but it is a really good football town. In, in, in Pittsburgh. And there were booze in the first half. Oh, yeah. They want to take, you, take the gloves get, off. Put your biscuit back in. Yeah, My serious. We got a controversy. We, we're done with the controversy. You can ha- have fun with that in Pittsburgh. <laughs> But what I do think it does is, is it allows the offense to get back on the field. It, it allows Kyle Shanahan to go out there and put up 30 points in the first half and go, okay, call it a day. Right. You pack it in. Jordan Mason, get out there. Chris McCaffrey, run 15 times second half. Ice this clock and get out of here with no one hurt. And, again, no one got hurt today. Week two is obviously you know, seven days away. But you leave, you leave this game and you sit back and you say, wow, I'm feeling very, very not comfortable, but also confident in this team that we – the weapons everywhere mm-hmm. on defense, offense, backup defensive ends. This team is so deep, and we weren't having those conversations two weeks ago. Yeah, no. it feels like this game, and it's only one game, but it feels like all of the major questions you had about this team got answered in a positive way. Today. I can't think of one question I still have. Maybe McKibbis, Colton McKibbitt's right tackle, McKibbis. but it is TJ Watt. Right. Maybe all Isaiah Oliver, and you know, there's nothing yeah. there I can point to and say that sticks. Yeah. We can get into it. An hour down here on overtime. Two more hours to go on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy, Allen Stiles, and Sterling Bennett with you. The Niners knock off the Steelers 30-7 to in week number one. The Niners go into Pittsburgh and hand the Steelers a lopsided loss. Niners 1-0 and on the year. Again, a 30-7 to win. Not really much went bad. What did you think? Hey, if you're listening from Pittsburgh, you were at the game, give us a call. Let us know what it was like being a Niner fan in Pittsburgh. 888-957-957. That's also the Xfinity Mobile text line. And hit us up on the YouTube chat as well. Time for a break. We're back with more overtime after a 30-7 Niners win right after this on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.